Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. That you have done for us in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, and I will be reading the third verse. Hebrews, the first chapter, beginning at the third verse. And when we get there, let us say, Amen. Hebrews, the first chapter, the third verse. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I want to read this out the expanded version. The sun reflects, radiates, shines forth the glory of God and shows exactly what God is like. It's the exact representation, imprint, stamp of his being, essence, and nature. He holds everything together, sustains, upholds all things with his powerful word. When the son made people clean from their um, sins, he sat down at the right side, the hand, the most honorable position beside a king of God, the great one in heaven. Isn't that awesome? You may be seated. I want to talk about God's word is full of power. God's word is full of power. I'm going to say it again. God's word is full of power. And you know, the people of God or some of the people of God act like the word is nothing. We should be the ones presenting the word, representing the word on the behalf of God, knowing what the word does and will do. We don't just speak the word. You have to believe what you speak or you don't need to be speaking it. Because if the word said it, the word is going to do exactly what he said. We don't go opposite the word. And see, that's what, what, what the enemy is trying to do is he, he brings doubt, he brings fear, he brings unbelief because the enemy even know how powerful the word of God is. Some of us have a Bible or have Bibles and don't even take the time to go into them. Don't even take the time to read them because really, when you don't take time to read the word, you think it's not important. You think it's nothing to the word. If you're not reading the word... And keeping the word before you, you don't think the word is what it says it is. If you're putting something before the word, that's what you believe. That's what you trust. That's what you depend on. That's who and what you depend on. 
But when you know what the word has done and what the word is doing, then you will be before the word. Because the word is full of power. The word is what it says it is. The word will do what it says it will do. But the problem is we get so impatient when it comes to the word. We don't think that the word is doing what it says it's supposed to do. When we look at Hebrews, it's saying that all things, everything is being upheld by the word. By the word of his power. The word of his power. Everything. Everything is upheld by the word of his power. I'm going to say it again. Everything is upheld by the word of his power. So why would not we want to get in the word and allow the word to get in us? Because we don't think that the word is what it says it is. I'm going to say it again. When you do not get in your Bible on a daily basis or get in your Bible every chance you can get on your lunch breaks, on your breaks, whatever, putting it in your ear, you don't think that the word is important enough to be in it. We look at everything else. We read everything else. We stay on social media more than we stay in the word. When you give time more to social media more time to your family than you give to the word, you don't think the word is important to you. The word must be first and foremost in your life above everything. When you got born again and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you could not get born again without the word. The word had to be preached. The word had to be proclaimed unto you. So when the word came forth, faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. So that word had to be spoken and it was power in that word for salvation. So we have to grab hold to this word like never before. We got to take every opportunity we can because we don't know what's coming. This is why the Lord prepare us before time. If you get in your word ahead of time, no matter what come, your heart is already prepared to deal with what you're getting ready to face. God always prepare you. Everything is already written, y'all. It's not going to be written again. Everything you need in life is in the word of God. It is not in your husband. It's not in your spouse. It is not in your children. It's not in your animals. It's not in your house. It's not in your cars. It's not in your job. It is in the word of God. God and you cannot do without it you cannot put nothing above it no one nothing the word have to be first and foremost to say I need the word more than I need this that or the other that's how it's supposed to be when you take time in the word you get life from the word The word will give you life. The word will change your attitude. It will change your atmosphere. It will change your talk. It will change your walk. It will change everything because it's bringing power. It's bringing what you need for that situation. But if you don't take time to get in it, when you get in that situation, the only thing you see is yourself and the situation. You don't see what God's already done. You just see your situation. 
But the word will show you you. The word will point to you before it point to anybody else. If you never see you, you got a problem. You should always see you first. God, what could I have done to make it better? God, what would you have me to do to make it better? God, which way do you want me to go? If you say go left, I'll go left. You say go right, I'll go right. But I'm going to stand still until you say what you want me to do. He's not going to say outside of his word. The word shows you how to treat your husband. It shows you how to treat your wife. It shows you how to treat your kids. It shows you how to treat your neighbor. It shows you how to treat everybody. And this is why the church is so in and out of different situations. Because if you're in the word, you know how to handle those situations. You can tell who's in the word by how they handle situations. If that attitude ain't been checked through the word, you're going to keep an attitude. Oh, so quiet. God's word has power. It's full of power, but you will never experience that power until the word get in you. Until you make the word a part of you. Now, the word is in your spirit. Jesus is the word. But your mind got to connect with what's already in you, in your spirit. And if you don't go in the word of God and get transformed and changed through the word of God, you will never experience the power of God that's coming from the spirit to allow you to live that life that the word said that you should live. Come on, y'all. It hurts. I know it hurts God because I feel the pain. When you got church folk coming into church, but there's no change. And the reason why there's no change is because the word has not taken root the way it needs to take root. When the word take root in you, it ain't about you. It's all about him. It's about him. It's not about us. And when we make it about him, this is why I always said I have been crucified with Christ. So it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me because I died when he died. I rose when he rose, but when I rose, I rose in a new life. That old life is left behind. My new life is in Christ. So you're supposed to see him and not me. If you see in me, I'm making it about me. But if I sneak a peek and come out just a little, when the Holy Spirit tell me, I say, uh-oh, this ain't about me. It's all about him. So I bring correction, and that's how you know who you are in Christ. Because correction is going to always come from the word. He chastised those whom he Some of us don't want to be chastised. If you don't want to be chastised, that means that you're not a part of the father. Mm. So the Bible say he upholds all things by the word of his power. When you go back to Genesis, it says God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says that the Holy Spirit was broadening. The Holy Spirit was hoovering. The Holy Spirit was waiting on God to say. And as God said, let there be, the Bible said, and there was. 
So what God was doing, God was speaking into the atmosphere what he had already had in his mind, what he was already seeing. God was speaking it forth and that word was creating that power through the help of the Holy Spirit to bring into existence what did not exist. God knows his word is full of power. But he want us to know that his word is full of power. How do he let us know? Through what's written. God said this stuff didn't get here with human hands. This was a spiritual thing. We are spiritual beings. So we act according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. But to be carnally minded is what? Death. I don't know about you. I want life and I want peace. When I notice that I'm in my carnally mind, there's no life and there's no peace. That don't mean that I'm out there doing something I shouldn't be doing. It just means that I'm allowing the flesh to dictate to me what it wants me to do. So it's making me carnally minded and I'm not receiving the life that I need to receive from God. So I need to change my way of thinking. I need to change my focus and say that's not who I am now that I'm in Christ. That's not what the the word of God says. So I got to come out of being fleshly minded, carnally minded, always thinking that this is for me and that is for me. No. We don't want carnally minded Christians. Carnally minded Christians are about fleshly things. Spiritually minded Christians are about spiritual things, meaning that I'm walking by the spirit and I'm not entertaining my flesh. My flesh right now want to do something, but I'm saying, no, 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 no. You don't have control over me because I'm a spiritual being. That's not what God does. How do I know what he do? Because I'm in his word and I know what he do and I'm not going outside of what he does. So this is how we have to stay in the spirit for those who are led by They are what? Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are. How is anybody going to know you a son if you're in the flesh? You can tell them all day long, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm feeling you speaking in tongues and acting carnally minded. That's not how it's supposed to be. So when God said something, what he said came into existence. Because that's how, that's what his word does. His word is full of power. When we go in the word of God, I love this scripture. We always say this scripture, but have we really meditated on this scripture to know what God is saying? Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain and snow. Now I want y'all to see it while I'm saying it. Because see, you got to see what you're saying to know what you're saying is real. For as the rain and snow, I see some rain and I see some snow. What about you? For as the rain and snow come down from heaven, I see the rain, I see the snow coming down from heaven and returns not there again. But God don't take it and pull it back up because God is sending the rain and snow down here for a purpose. For a There's a purpose for everything. So you can't just rebuke everything. You got to know what to rebuke and what not to rebuke. But what if the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower 
and bread to the eater. Come on, if we were like some of those people in Kenya, they wouldn't see rain. Their crops and stuff be dying because it'd be lack of water and they'd be praying for rain. To come over there in Kenya because they know what the rain has to do. The rain got to come in order for us to have a harvest. So God said when he sent that rain and snow, he sent it for a reason. It ain't coming back up to me until it does what? Come on. Now we go to the next verse. See, don't take verse 11 before you hit 10. And know what God is really saying. See, God will bring it to you for you to understand it. So shall my what? So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God is saying, my word that goes forth out of my mouth, whatever I sent it to do, it's not coming back to me void. It's not coming back to me empty. My word is going to go and accomplish what I sent it to do. Because I am the word. Come on, God's word is going to get results. But our problem is we don't believe the word because that flesh is acting up and that flesh want what it want when it want it. So you speaking the word, but you ain't believing that the word is at work. God said, my word ain't coming back to me void. It don't matter how your body is aching and in pain. If my word said by Jesus Christ, you were healed, you be healed. Because my word is at work if you believe it. He said your body may be cutting up and may be racked in pain. But when you speak by Jesus Christ, you are healed. See yourself healed. If you ain't seeing yourself healed, you ain't believing what the word said. The Bible said and God said and he saw what he said. If you saying and you ain't seeing, you ain't believing. And God said, so when you speak in his word, it ain't you, it's God speaking through you. Get over you, get over you trying to make the word work. Well, I done spoke healing. My body is hurting. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep speaking and speaking and speaking until I don't feel it. That ain't how it work. Because it ain't about your feeling. It's about what God said. He said, my word ain't going back to me void. He said, because I'm God and I'm not man. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to repent. I'm not going to change my mind. So either you accept what I said or you don't accept what I said. Because outside of you, I'm doing what I said. He says, not coming back to me. Void, empty, or useless. He said, my word is going to accomplish that which I please and purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God has said, if I sent my word to do something, it ain't coming back to me without doing what I said. Because I'm upholding all things by the word of my power. I don't lie. 
I don't change my mind. He said, because I'm not man. So if I said it, it's just as good as done outside of what you see naturally. You don't go on what you see naturally. You go on what I said spiritually. Because you're going to see natural. And natural don't look good. But you got to see it according to the spirit and you can live through the natural knowing that you already have it. And then you will see manifestation because your mind ain't on what you don't have. Your mind is on what God has already given you. So you living on what God said, not on natural. You're a spiritual being. Not a natural. You go on spirit. You don't go on natural. So then God said in Hebrews eleven three, I'm setting um, a foundation here. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God so that so that what we see was not made out of the things which are visible. So the word, it took the word to, God is backing up what he's saying through the word. Through the word, he backs himself up by the word of God. And his word is not coming back to him, what? Void. He said, my word is quick, meaning that it is alive. He said it's powerful, meaning that it's active, it's operable, it's effective, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And what does it do? It divides asunder, what? The joints from the marrow, the soul from the spirit. It is a discerner of thoughts and know the intents of the heart. Come on, God's word is full of power. The enemy don't want you to hold on to God's word because he know what God's word will do. It will kick him out of your thoughts. It would uproot him. It will put him where he need to be. <laughs> so he don't want us to use the word. He know how effective the word is. This is why he builds strongholds in your mind to keep you behind a wall so you won't come out of that wall because you're thinking the word ain't working. He said he honors his word above his name. He said heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word is going to stand. My word is going to remain. So what are we going to trust? Are we going to trust what we see? Or are we going to trust what he said? Come on, we're in a fallen world. So the only thing that we can trust is the word of God. We can't put our trust in man. Man only do based on their knowledge. But if their knowledge ain't God's knowledge, you can't go on what they say because it'll fail. After many years, it will fail. It's not going to last. This is why he said we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Come on, forever, forever. It never dies. Because it's about life. 
But we're taking the very word of God and we're acting as if it's useless. We're just saying it because we remembered it, but we're not saying it because we believe it. You can tell somebody you're healed, but do you believe it? You can tell somebody that God's going to supply all of their needs, but do you believe it? It's easy to say for somebody else until... Until it's knocking on your door. When sickness is knocking on your door, do you believe what you told somebody else? When the bills are due and it's not enough, are you believing what you told somebody else? Are you believing that you said God is about abundance and no lack? The Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. Do you believe that for yourself when it looked like things in your house is being depleted? Do you still believe that he's your shepherd? Do you still believe that he's Jehovah Jireh, that he is your provider? Are you still trying to provide for yourself instead of resting? See, resting in the Lord means, God, I don't have it, but you own a cattle's on a thousand hills, and I'm a citizen of the kingdom, and God, you're not going to be made ashamed of just because they laid me off, just because they did this, that, or the third. God, you got my back. You got to have my back. Because your word said that you are my shepherd. You lead me. You guide me. You protect me. So you got to do what you said you're going to do. And as I say, the Lord is my shepherd. I can see him lead me and guide me. Come on, when you read Psalms 23, you better put you in there. Because things are subject to change. Just because you're born again. Just because you serve Elohim, the creator, God almighty, El Shaddai, don't mean trouble ain't coming to your house. You may pay your tithes. You may do what the word tell you to do. That's when the devil going to knock on your door and try to take what you have. That's why you need the word. You cannot do it without the word. Come on, you cannot try to make plans without the word. A man may plan what? His way. But the Lord do what? He direct your steps. You may plan it. But you got to allow the God to direct it. And if God is saying, no, 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 not today. Okay. I want to take you in another direction. That's why you need the word. The word is a lamp under my feet. It is a light unto my path. The entrance of the word gives me light. And it even gives understanding unto the simple. So I can't live without this. Because guess what? I can be simple sometimes. Your money can't keep you. Money is leaving. Soon as you put it in your hand, it's taking off and running. It's saying, ready, set, go. Gone. Have a thousand dollars one day by Friday, you got nothing because it's always somebody with the hands out. You forgot about me, oh Lord. I did all that. Well, you forgot about me, oh Lord. I did all that. Well, you forgot about me, oh Jesus. So the lower it get, the lower you get because that's what you were dependent on. 
See, the word helps you to depend on God. The word keeps you where you need to be in your time of trouble. He said, I'm your present help in the time of trouble. Because y'all, when trouble come, sometimes it can knock you off your feet. But the word will lift you back up. Because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. He didn't say you weren't going to have no afflictions. He said, but I'm going to deliver you. Wait a minute. Check this. He already done it. The affliction have come and God said, wait a minute. Holy Spirit, remind her. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but I already delivered you out of them all. So why are you staying in something I done delivered you out of? Come on, I want you to rise up out of that. See, we lay in there and we waiting on God to get us up. God said, I already got you up. So why are you still laying there? God help me. He said, I already done help you. I gave you what you need to help yourself. And it is the word. So if you ain't using the word to help you, then my hands are tied because I already did everything that I'm going to do for you. While you're running from pillar to post, you need to be in the word and saying, Holy Spirit, remind me of what the word is saying. I can't remind you of somewhere you ain't been. See, all of us want to do something, right? I got news for you. Everybody that's on a job, they had to train you. They had to teach you about that job. You had to study. You had to know what they're about and what they're not about. And you had to keep up with the policies, the procedures, things that they put in place. You couldn't do it your way because if you did anything opposite of what their manual said, you would get fired. Hello, somebody. How many keep up with your policies on your job? When you're there so long, you know it by heart. A person that's in payroll, she got to know everything about payroll. She got to know if something go wrong, she got to know how to fix it. They train her on how to do it. Everybody get trained on how to do something. The Bible trains you. The Bible teaches you the way that you need to go, y'all. And if you're not in the Bible for the word of God to teach you, we do have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit only testify. How? He ain't going to go out. I believe that's why some people don't hear the Holy Spirit. Because if he's speaking truth, you don't know about truth. Because you ain't in truth. So how can you hear the Holy Spirit when you ain't in the word of life? The Bible says he's only going to testify to truth. He ain't going outside of truth. That's why half the time people don't put up with your mess because it ain't truth. It's a lie. And I don't know about you, I hate a lie. Why? Because I hate what God hates. And if you're in the word, you're going to know. Go with me to Proverbs, the sixth chapter. He just laid this on my heart. Holy Spirit, thank you. We're going to go there. Proverbs, the sixth chapter. 
Listen at this. Verse 16. These six things the Lord hates. Yes. Seven are an abomination to him. A proud look. A lion tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift and to run into evil. A false witness who speak lies. And one who sows discord amongst their brother. God hate these things. So if God hate them, and I'm reading what the word of God says, I should hate it too. So if I'm going along with somebody who's sowing discord and I'm in the midst of it, I ain't hating what God hate. And I don't know what God is saying. If I'm a false witness, if I'm lying, then I'm not with God. I'm against God. I'm becoming an enemy to God. See, that's why you got to stay in the word so you can take this word and you can give it to some. Only thing you got to do is speak the word to a Christian person. And if they're truly saved, it's going to hit the heart. You don't have to make nobody do nothing. Use the word and go on about your business. When people come to you about somebody else, you give them the scripture. The Bible says, if you got ought against your brother, the Bible say you go to your brother. I'm, yes, I am your brother, but I am, am I the one you got ought against? No. Then you keep on. If you go to your brother and your brother don't receive you, you got to go bring somebody else with you. Why in the world? Would he put this in the Bible? Because just like your job have policies and procedures in order for that job to run efficiently, the Bible helps the church to run the way it needs to run. And if you're a carnally minded, a carnally minded Christian, you don't want to hear what the word has to say because you in your flesh. And if somebody is giving you the word and telling you what to do and you refuse to do it and don't do it, you just like a heathen, like not being born again. And you can't even be a part of the church. But I like this. When you go on a little farther, verse 22 in Proverbs 6 says, When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak. Oh, that's why I love the word. See, when you roam, the word's going to be with you. No matter where you go, the word is going to keep you. When you sleep, the word is with you. When you wake up, the word is going to be speaking with you. 
So when you lay down at night and you in your word and you laying down in peace and your sleep is going to be sweet and you only going to dwell in safety. Why? Because I'm laying down with the word and the word is full of power and whatever is getting in my way, the word is going to move it out of my way so his beloved can have sweet sleep and don't have to be afraid. Only dwell in safety. Y'all, it's the word. So when the devil come and try to take the word, he's taking it because he want to replace it with fear. Because where there is fear, there is no faith. So he's going to always try to replace it. God is above him. And he didn't want that to happen. But it happened. Because he's not God. So this is why when you are around a prideful person that think that they're above everybody and everything and think that they know everything and don't want to calm down and listen, that's a spirit of pride. And that got to be cast out. Because where pride is, there is a fall. When you got somebody and you can't tell them nothing and you knowing the truth and they ain't listening to the truth, just shut up. Don't say nothing else. Let them find out for themselves. You don't deliver the message. If they fall in the pit, let them fall. It ain't going to be your fault because they're not listening. God always sends somebody to you before you get in trouble to help you get out of something before you get into it. But when you so carnally minded, some people think, oh, they're just jealous. They don't want me to have it. That's the enemy. See, when you don't listen, God loves you so much that he has sent somebody to you to forewarn you. Because that's the love of God. So then when we look at Psalms 33, 6, it says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9, for he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast, meaning that it appeared. He spake, it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. So when we speak the word of God, we should already see that it's done. But the enemy want to come in and what does he want to do? He want to take the word from us. He cannot take anything, not lest we allow it. This is why when we have the word, when we get a word from the Lord, we got to hold on to that word. We got to guard that word. We got to take that word and keep it within our heart. Because the enemy know once the word get in our heart, it's going to take root. He don't want it to take root because once it take root, it becomes so much a part of us that it becomes a part of our language. It becomes a part of our makeup. It becomes a part, so much a part of us that we're living this zone a life that God want us to live even though God gave you a Zoe life it takes the word of God for you to live it you cannot do anything outside of the word see government is messed up because they ain't word minded so when you know government is not word minded you better be word minded because that's why we have to pray for our president. I don't care how corrupt presidents are. You're supposed to pray for those that are in authority so we can live a quiet and peaceful life. Yes, they're doing this and yes, they're doing that. But this is what God's word says. God turned their hearts towards you. 
God sent people in the White House to speak the good news and the gospel of the kingdom. So their hearts will be turned towards you. Quit talking about what they're doing or what they're not doing. Come on, we get on subject. They shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do stuff, but we do it. They're only human. But we have to pray for them because nobody that get in any seat is perfect, not even a pastor. Because the enemy uses whomever he chooses and whomever want to be used. When we look in the Bible, when we look at King David, before David became king, we know the people chose Saul. So the people are the ones that chose Saul. God was already their king. They didn't need no king. That was not God's way of doing by putting somebody ahead of him. But they wanted themselves a king because everybody else had a king. We know what Saul did. Saul did not obey God, so the kingdom was taken away from Saul. He said, I'm going to find a man after my own heart. So he told Samuel. Samuel began to cry over Saul, and that's in 1 Samuel 16:1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Samuel was mourning. He said, fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jess, the Bethlehemite. When, you, when they fill that horn with oil, that's, that's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. He said, I want you to take this oil and I want you to go to Jess' house. For I have, listen at this, for I have provided myself a king amongst his sons. Now, you know, when Samuel got in the house amongst those sons, he looked at whether Elab, uh, whatever his name was, he looked at him and he thought, surely by the way he looked, you cannot go on the way a person look. You can't go on the way a person talk in church. You cannot go on how to know the Bible from the front to the back. If God ain't chosen them, that ain't who God wants. People go on people based on how they huff and puff and thinking they can blow your house down. They choose people by their looks, by their money, and by what people say. But this is a God thing, not a man thing. It's whom God chose. So all of them come before Samuel. But God said, this is not the one that I want anointed. God said, I don't look at the outer, I look on the heart. So they called David. You know, David was out there with the sheep, and David was the one that God chose. So when we look at verse 13, it says, and 16, 1 Samuel 16, 13, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. You hear that? Once the Holy Spirit was, this is a pun, this is the power. David had to be anointed to carry out what God would have for him to carry out. So the Holy Spirit was upon him from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Now look at this. When you look at 16 and go to 17, look what happened after that. David was going up against Goliath. But guess what? He was anointed to do so. And when David was sent to his brothers and he saw how they had fear. See, the power of God was on David. You got to have some power in order to go into battle. 
So when David went, he was already anointed to be whom God have anointed him to be. He knew that the anointing of God was on him. When he went into battle with Goliath, what David began to proclaim was a word from the Lord. And the word that David proclaimed to Goliath, he was letting him know, today, Goliath, your head is, I'm just paraphrasing, it's going to be chopped off. He was saying what the Lord was telling him to say. It was a word from the Lord. The word was full of power. But guess what? Before David took that stone and hit Goliath, David already saw Goliath dead. He spoke it, he saw it, he knew it was already done before he took action. So when you speak the word, you got to see what you're saying. When you see what you're saying, you know that the word is at work. How many of y'all, if you ever been walking and all of a sudden a thought will come in your head, somebody might come hit you and you see yourself getting hit just that quick. How many? Y'all act like y'all, maybe somebody hitting you. Maybe some other crazy thought, okay? How many have heard a curse word in your mind and you seen yourself cussing somebody out? How about that one? Anybody? Don't, don't act like you ain't had a cuss word in your thought pattern and you seeing yourself cuss that person out from here to eternity. Quick, right? You can see these things. Women, how many of y'all seen yourself choking your husband at times? She raised her hand. I ain't never seen myself choking my husband. I have to stand up high. But I ain't never seen myself choking my husband. We're going to pray for you, sister, but you're telling the truth. I understand. I ain't, I ain't got nothing against you. Nothing against you. I asked a question, and she's telling the truth. I'm, I'm giving examples. Some of y'all have seen things to flash before you just like that naturally. But when it comes to the word, it's a blank. There's no picture. Hello? Where's the picture at? What happened to the picture when you speak in the word? Why have that picture not come as quick as a natural picture? Have you ever thought about that? Because it's something in you that's rooted, that's voiding that picture from being seen. That thing in the natural is more rooted than God's word is. Because if you've been quoting a scripture for 20 years and ain't seen it yet, it ain't rooted. It's head knowledge. It ain't heart. I'm going to say it again. If you've been quoting a scripture... For 20 years and have not seen a picture of what you're quoting. It's in your head. It ain't in your heart. Because naturally, when you say something naturally, if I say car, how many see it? Some of you see red, some of you see blue, some of you see everything. If I say dog, how many see dog? If I say cat, how many see cat? If I say rude person, who you see? If I say enemy, who you see? Everything will flash before you. 
because you kept something in your heart. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. But what's in the heart, there's a picture that goes with what's there. There's a picture. If I meditated on a pocketbook, that was my dream pocketbook. I saw it, and I keep a visual. And I keep the visual. Next thing I know, I'm walking with that bad boy. And the natural, y'all. Come on. I done moved mountains to walk with that thing. I done talked about it. I done saw it. Now I'm finna present it. The word should be bigger than that. It should be bigger than that. We can't talk something that nobody see. You can't talk something that you don't see yourself. Sometimes we, we, we talk it, but we don't quite believe it. But keep talking it. Keep talking it. Let it be a part of your conversation every day. Before you lay down, talk about it. When you get up, you're going to keep talking about it. If you lay down mad, you're going to get up and your husband's going to say, I'm going on the roof. Because if you lay down mad, women, at your husband, you done talk in your sleep all night. You're going to wake up, and when you look at him, you starting where you left off. And that man is hoping. I hope they took enough to let them sleep, 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 so I can have some peace up in here. For some reason, a woman will talk a man's head off. And for some reason, some men will sit there and act just like you ain't talking. And that makes you even madder. Say something. You said the wrong thing. Shut up! See, that's why I can't talk to you. God's word is full of power. But for some reason, the church thinks that the word is nothing because we even use it out of content. People will pull something that somebody said because it sounded good, but it ain't what God was saying. And people run with it so much, they're thinking that it's truth, but it's not truth. And they're not being set apart because it's not truth. It's something that somebody had added to the word to make it fit what they were doing. That's why you have to be in the word. And my granddad would always use the word, taint so. Taint so. Well, granddad, I'm telling you what they said, taint so. They ain't what the word says. So I, I don't go outside of what the word, but granddaddy, taint so. And I'm going to tell you something. He was so rooted in it. Nobody could change his mind. No matter how bad it looked, nobody changed his mind because he knew that God's word was true, y'all. No matter how he felt. I'll never forget the time Granddaddy was sitting around the heater. He had this white blanket around him. And Granddaddy had um, Grandmama and them to crush up him some onions and the juice from the onions and he was taking it. And when they bought him the juice from the onions, he said, I know what I got. He said, I know I got pneumonia. He said, but I know what God told me. And I know what he said. And tears was coming down his eyes. 
But he was quoting the word of God outside of how he felt. And I'm going to tell you, my granddaddy come out of that house. Those are some of the things that I saw because of the word. Then I remember I was at the dining room table and I was courting at the table, just sitting at the table. And this young girl walked in and they said, is Reverend Walker here? And I said, he's back there. The girl, they was toting her in their arms and her fingers were turned in. She could, I saw the fingers turn in. She could not walk. She went back there to granddaddy and I'm, I had this ear being attentive. I said, I got to see this. I got to see it. And granddaddy told her, he said, first of all, I want you to know I am not God. He said, I'm a messenger. I'm an instrument that God used. He said, but if you believe the word today, you're going to leave him walking. And I heard granddaddy go through the Bible talking about healing. And as he went through the Bible talking about healing, next thing I know, the girl come out through the den walking and I left before her running. Now I saw that because the word was so full of power. That as she sat there hearing about the woman with the issue of blood and how she grabbed hold to the hem of his garment and she was made whole. And how the man that had the withered arm, when he said, scratch forth your arm, when he scratched forth his arm, his arm was normal as the other. When he talked about the two blind men that received their sight, come on somebody, when he just talked the word, he only talked what he believed and the word was operative, it was effective, it was at work and the girl walked. Because granddaddy knew, it's not me. It's the word. He said, you got to get in the word. It's no other option. You got to put full trust in this word to know the word is above everything. The word upholds everything. Nothing else is more powerful than this word. But we haven't gotten there yet, saints. No, we haven't. We may be getting there, but we ain't got there. Because when you truly get there, you're going to stand on what you believe outside of anything else. And God gives us opportunity after opportunity to get it right when it comes to the word. He tells you what the word says. He said, just do it. Don't only be a hearer, you got to be a doer. I can hear it all day long and I can quote it, but if I ain't doing it, I haven't heard it. You know how you tell your children, go take out the trash. Okay. Trash still sitting there. So you come back, take out the trash. Okay. Trash still sitting there. Two days later. Trash still sitting there. Did you hear me tell you to take out the trash? Yes, ma'am. Well, why ain't the trash taken out? I forgot. So until the trash is taken out, you didn't hear me. You said you heard me. But until you do what I told you to do, you discarded what I said. That's how it is with the word of God. Do not take the word without believing in what you're taking. Because God said, pay attention to my word. He didn't say nobody else. He didn't put man in. I don't, I don't remember any Bible saying paying attention to man's word. 
He said, pay attention to my, my, my word, God's word. He said, I want you to incline your ear. See, when he said, pay attention, give attention to you inclining your ear. I don't know about y'all, but when I want to be nosy now, when I want to hear my cheering conversations, I may be looking at my husband, but my ears incline. And then I say, you hear that? Or you can be in the room and you can hear him talking. TV go down. And you be like, shh, shh, hush. What you say? Pay attention. We pay more attention to foolishness and gossip and lies more than we pay attention to the word of what you say. She did what? Who? When they do that? What? He was sleeping with who? No, he wasn't. Yes, he was, girl. They caught him. He even jumped out the window. Naked. They caught him. He can't lie this time. Because he got to go home naked. He ain't going to get out of this. What? And then you see in the poor man naked. Don't he know it? You see in the picture. Words create pictures. Pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And then he tell you why. For they are life. For they are life. To all those, see he say to all those that find them. Because everybody ain't going to find them. And their health, their medicine to all your flesh. So no matter what you're going through, if you incline your ear to his word and you keep focus on the word of God, you pay attention to the word and let it take root in your heart. And once it take root, God said, you got to guard that now. You got to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. The word is what brings life. So keep your heart guarded. Don't let nobody come in and contaminate your heart. Because once that seed is planted, the devil going to send somebody, maybe your husband, maybe your wife, maybe your children, maybe your pets. It may be anything to come and contaminate, to come in and uproot that word. You cannot share everything with everybody because they're not where you are. Some things you can't even share with your mate. Because if you're in the word and they ain't in the word, they ain't going to understand what you're saying. They ain't going to understand where God is taking you because their heart is not made ready. It's not prepared. So the word helps us to get our heart where it need to be, y'all. So we see dealing with David and what David did. But check this out with David. What I want you to see is God anointed David king before David even got in the position as king. I'm going somewhere with this. God may have given you a call on your life. That don't mean that you try to take over. Then and there. David didn't take over that kingship. David went through some things before he actually got in position. David was hated. David was, um, you know, Saul was trying to kill David. God had to um, work still on David. 
David knew that the Lord was his shepherd. Why do you think David wrote so many Psalms? Because David went through some things. He went through some things before he took that throne. Before he was king. He went through some things. So if God had put a call on your life, don't be trying to go out there and be something that you're not ready to be yet. That call is there, but if you're not ready to be a pastor, a teacher, a prophet... If you're not ready for the five-fold, do not go out there and try to plan a church. Don't go out there and try to get people to come in your home to take them away from a church because you feel like you know more than the pastor. It will not work. It's going to crash. Because God got to do some things with you. God got to, uh, uh, some things got to be uprooted out of you before you go mess up somebody else's life because you're full of something. Whatever you full of, you're going to bring it into that church. You're going to bring it into that house. This is why you have to become mature. Some people think they mature because they know the word, but you won't even confront a person you have a problem with. You ain't mature yet. You cannot tell somebody to do something you're not doing. And I'm going to say it over and over again. We don't. When you have a problem with somebody, you don't go pray 30 days and wait on the Lord to fix it when he told you what the words say. If I got a problem with my husband, I'm not going to sleep with him, wake up with him, eat with him, and look him in his face and tell him I love him. But I got something in my heart that he's doing that I don't like and it's coming between us. So I got to stop and talk to that man. foolishness in the church well lord i've been praying he ain't changed yet show him his error lord show him how he runs that mouth and don't know how to shut up lord i know you can do it i know you will and I, oh lord put a guard over his mouth set a watch over his mouth what is that scripture keep the keep the door of his lips when he offended me. And I ain't going to him. Now that's an example y'all. Because we go to each other. I'm not going to tell y'all nothing I don't do. I ain't got time to be praying for this man for 20 years. And he don't know what's wrong with me. What's wrong man? Nothing. You got discerning of spirits. Ask the Holy Spirit. You know what you did. What I do. You know. As your daddy say, you know. He may know, but it may not affect him the way it affected me. He may think it was something I could brush off. But I may be in a state and frame of mind I can't brush that off. And we need to talk about what you said and how you said it. Because it affected me in a way that it brought back my past. And I don't want my past to come haunt me no more. And you don't want me to be like my past. So let's talk. Y'all, I'm talking the word. We got to be about the word. And it tells me where people are when you cannot communicate one with another. If I got a problem with a sheep, baby, I'm going to talk to you. You may not like me, but I don't care. Because I love you. Love talks. Love talks. Lord knows when you got a lot this is a part of my teaching y'all okay the word is full of power 
I'm using examples. Okay? So if you need to see me after service, please come on. And I ain't throwing nobody under no bus. I'm speaking the word. When you have a lot of sheep and you have dealt with each sheep individually, God will let you know your sheep. He'll let you know what's wrong with your sheep. He'll let you know if your sheep is hurting. He'll let you know when to go in and when to come out with your sheep. Because God connects you with those sheep. He'll tell you to pray for that sheep. God will put that sheep on your heart to the point you said something ain't right with you. What's going on? Come on, let's talk about it. Come on, let's talk about it. I'm here. Let's talk. That's what a shepherd does. And when a shepherd, a pastor presents a word, he's presenting or she's presenting the word that God has laid on their heart. This is what I'm saying. That God has laid on their heart. So they're going to present what God would have for them to present. Let me give you a nugget. I don't sit home all day and not be before God. God has given me a privilege, y'all. And I don't take it for granted. God, you called me off to that job, but I had to accept what you said by faith. I had to trust you more than I was trusting man. I had to leave everything, my benefits, to trust you, knowing that you are my shepherd and you were going to take care of me. So do you think I'm going to take lightly being off of a job and sitting home and not getting into my word and saying, God, what do you want me to do about this one? What do you want me to do about that one? How do you want me to go in? How do you want me to come out? God, what do you want for this person? What's causing this person to do what they do, God? Am I the cause? Deal with me, God. Come on, I don't take this lightly. I don't just want to throw you a bone like a dog and say, eat it. Not unless I tasted it myself and know how good it is. I'm not just going to give you leftovers. I'm going to give you something that's rich in mercy. I don't do that, y'all. I go in and study to show myself approved unto God, a workman who rightly divides the word of truth, who's not ashamed. Because I stand before him first before I stand before you. And say, God, this is your word. How do you want me to present this word? Matter of fact, if you don't have word in you, you can study. Ain't no notes up here. Ain't nothing but scripture up here. You know why ain't nothing but scripture up here? Because if I take notes, I'm dependent on my notes. And I'm not dependent on the Holy Spirit. You got to have it in here. So it'll come out of here. Because if you pull a note from somebody. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Let me get my note. It's about the word. The Holy Spirit said, when you open your mouth, I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to speak through you. All that studying you done, you needed to do it. But don't you go down there with some, uh, what, what do a person do? Dictate. A person write word for word for word for word. Y'all, when I first started out, I was dictating. 
Oh, I'm going to say this right here. Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to say that right there. I got so frustrated and overburdened. I said, this right here ain't doing nothing. It ain't moving me, and I know it ain't going to move them because I'm tired. All these notes, I can't remember over half of this. He said, because it ain't in you. It's on your paper. He said, you got to get rid of the paper. For real? Get rid of who, what, what? But when I started trusting God, for real, y'all, last night, I said, Jesus, you're so good and I'm so tired. What do you want for them people? Because at this point, I'm just tired. And Lord, I don't want to give them anything. And I heard my word is full of power. I said, okay, I heard that. But now back it up with scripture. And the scriptures start coming. And I said, Lord Jesus, I got to go back over those scriptures. The Holy Spirit was just reminding me what I already had. He said, bring out what you already got. And as you bring it out, he said, I'm going to release the power to it. Quit doing it yourself. All the teachers in the house, quit trying to do it yourself. Quit, uh, 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 buying a fence, buying a fence, buying a fence right now. I hear in this, I may have notes, but I don't be going on my note. I didn't say you. The Lord let me hear y'all, okay? I'm saying when you let him do it, even though you prepared it, it's good. But once you let the Holy Spirit flow, you threw and then went through everything. You can put down a bunch of scriptures and quote every one of them scriptures. And nobody ain't got nothing. Because you just went and got scripture. And they sitting there saying, okay, what is the scripture saying? Turn to this next scripture. Uh-uh. The power of God is in you. Let the power of God flow through you. The Holy Spirit is your helper. And he's your teacher. He'll give you what you need to do with what God wants you to do. God knows who's in the room. And he knows how people need to be fed. He knows what needs to be said. And if you trust him as you're speaking, all of a sudden there's a flow. See, those rivers of living water, they're flowing out. Because he knows what's needed in the room. It ain't about you trying to set up a room. It's about you delivering the word. God will set it. God will move whatever's in that room that need to be moved. God have his angels ready to carry that word where it need to be carried. We cannot do papers and put in the uh-huh. And let me correct something. If anybody is saying, uh-huh, yes, Lord, but the Holy Spirit is behind those uh-huhs, to God be the glory. But if he's not behind you, those uh-huhs, don't use them. I don't care how that school taught you to get people attention and, and wiping your face when you need to wipe it. How's that helping somebody with you wiping your face? You getting out of the way of God. 
It's either his way or no way. So David, David got in that position when God saw fit for him to get in that position. David had to do things the way God would have for him to do it. And it worked every time. Then he began to show me Mary. Y'all remember Mary the virgin, right? Y'all remember when Gabriel, a messenger from God, an angel, came to Mary and gave Mary a word. Look at here. He carried the word to Mary. And that word that he carried, y'all, was full of some power. So he spoke to Mary and told Mary that she was going to conceive in her womb. Now, he told her, this is what's going to happen. You're going to conceive in your womb. And he told her all of that. And she said, how can this be? I have been with no man. So he explained how the power of the Holy Ghost was going to come upon her. And was going to overshadow her. And then she will become pregnant with that seed. And Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. And guess what happened, y'all? Now check this. And I'm I'm getting ready to close, but I'm going to tell you what the word does. Once you, somebody bring the word, you and the word. The word is being spoken to you. It's a spoken word. You're taking that word and you accept that word. You receive it. You received it because you believed what the word was saying. You believe God's word. If you're not believing God's word, it's not going to take root. You got to believe what the word is saying. Mary believed what the word was saying. She became pregnant with the word. Guess what, y'all? Mary couldn't see the word. Mary couldn't feel the word. Mary accepted the word for what it was. You, it's not about feeling, y'all. It's about accepting the word, knowing that the word is true outside of your circumstances. Knowing that God sent his word to heal you and delivered you from whatever destruction you may have. You're not waiting on whether the pain is still here or I'm, I still don't have a job. My husband is still cutting the food. It don't matter. When God send you his word, that's what matter. They may still be cutting up. Your money may look funny. Your body may feel out of whack, but it does not mean that the word is not working. You got to leave the word planet. Mary accepted the word. Mary went about her business. Now, how did Mary know that she had truly accepted that word? Because she met up with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth had John the Baptist in her womb. And the Holy Ghost come upon Elizabeth. And she said, when I heard the salutation of my Lord, she said, the babe in my womb began to leap. She knew that Mary had something in her womb because it touched her. Oh, y'all don't understand. When that word is deeply rooted in you, when you open your mouth and you begin to speak, Teresa said, oh, I felt that. That ain't nothing but the power of the Holy Ghost. Whatever you're carrying in your womb and it's taking root and you open your mouth, somebody going to say, oh, that's God. I felt that. That's the spirit of the living God. It brought me life. It brought me peace. Nobody don't want nobody to be rumbling and it ain't doing no good. 
Let me go right here. I'm led by the Spirit. I'm going back in Luke. Listen what she said, y'all, about Elizabeth. I love what Elizabeth said. I got to find it. Mm. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Luke 1, 39. And it happened, listen at this, and it happened, say, and it happened. Now listen at this. When Elizabeth heard, you got to hear the word. Y'all hear me? The word need to be spoken. The greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen what she said. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ear, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which was told her from the Lord. So when that word get in your womb, when you become pregnant with that word, and you begin to speak it out of your mouth, it's going to be some babies leaping for joy and saying, oh, God has spoken to me today. The word is full of power, but we're missing it because we have everything in front of it and we're not staying in it. People get mad at you. When you begin to talk the word, and you, let me tell you something, when you've been with the word, you can't let nobody make a mistake. Because that's the love of God. You're going to have to tell them. No matter who it is, you're going to say, wait a minute. I need to tell you this. And don't waste time explaining, just tell them. Because see, me and you can't be in agreement if you don't trust me. With who I am in him, not me. When you spend time with the person, you should know how that person is. You should know that person is going to love you the way God will love you. You should know that person is not going to do anything to hurt you. And you should know that person is about the father's business. When you see a person going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all the time. You can't deal with that person. Because that person ain't where they need to be. God is showing me a ping pong table. Y'all know how a ping pong table is? You think you're doing something. But you're back and forth. Backwards. Back and forth. But when the word get in you. The way it need to be. You ain't offended when somebody tell you the truth. Your flesh may cringe, but you say, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for telling me what I needed to know. I appreciate that. Sometimes you may not understand it right then. But by listening and being obedient, you can see how far you go. Because the word will take you 
where God wants you to be in this present world. The word has taken me and my household so far, y'all, so far. And God is doing some things, y'all, right now. And those things are going to manifest themselves. So what I'm saying is you can bring the unseen to the seen. Once you see the unseen, once you live according to the unseen, next thing you know, you get manifestation from the unseen because you're not letting go of what God said. God is a spirit and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we want to make sure that we stay before the word and you don't debate the word. And you don't look at somebody like I know more than them. We don't do that. Because as long as we're here on this earth, you can read a scripture a thousand times and God will give you more insight on that same scripture that you did not have before. Quit putting people down thinking you got more revelation than they do. You proud. You proud. That's the way God gave it to them. Quit telling people that ain't how that is. Well, why ain't you going to that person and seeing what they're saying? Don't go to nobody else. Go to the person that you're talking about and say, could you explain that to me? I'm not getting that the way you're getting it. And you may not get it the way I get it because God gave it to me. And if you're in the flesh, you're going to get it fleshly. Not saying that I'm right all the time because sometimes I have to go back and backtrack and say, wait a minute, let me bring this back out in another way. This is why I have Athea Lofton and Gloria Burgess. If somebody come to me, pull it. Pull it. I want to correct it. If I said something that was wrong or said it in the wrong way, pull it. I want to bring correction ASAP because I don't want it going out all over everywhere without responding with correction. We want to correct people. So the word is, God's word is full of power. So let's don't give up on the word. Because the word did not give up on us. In the beginning was the word. And the word was. And the word was. Amen. So God's word is going to stand y'all. When everything else fail in your life. The word will never ever fail. Please. If you want to overwork yourself. Use this. If you got some more time on your hands, use this. Search the word. See what the word has to say about everything in your life. And the word will speak to you. The word will tell you what you need to know. And you just have to keep it. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. I want, if there's anybody in here today that do not know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.